from my experience, God is the worst investor ever. He puts people in such harm's way. I've never seen it work. So one of the things that people that don't have any money ask is like, how do I get some? (laughs) Well, and then how do do I, you know, when we start building wealth, accumulating, I've got 100,000, 200,000, 500,000. You start accumulating a lot of money, whatever that is, a million, 10 million, whatever. The game changes, I assume. Yeah. So when you when you get a a bunch of money, whatever that bunch is to me or whomever, it's fifty million, hundred million, a billion. I don't know. Where where do people start parking money? You know, when it it gets to that level. Right. So the 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 old saying is that most millionaires are made in real estate. Hmm. But when you get to the billion status, right? All of these guys played the equity game. So by equity, I mean uh, Shark Tank, right? Okay. I want to buy a portion of something, right? That's what Warren Buffett is. Warren Buffett's an equity player, so he he buys portions of companies and all of companies, right? So when we say park, what what I look for is, you know, if I was going to park money, right, there's a couple of things. Um watching for the loss of, of the value of my dollar. In other words, I don't want to lose, um, I don't want to lose the, the stuff that I already have, but most r- richer people, billionaires, multimillionaires, um, they're not really, they're not really risk adverse. They're not, they're not afraid of riskier things, <clears throat> but they don't want to lose the dollar they made. Mm-hmm. So they, they look for smaller returns, more, more long-term plays. And all the billionaires, I say all, most billionaires are, are equity players, right? So you want to look for something that you can buy into something long-term. You can buy into this um, HVAC business, buy into this you know property management business, buy an equity share somewhere. Most billionaires that we've, you know, we've done studies on this, they're, they're equity players. That's what they're looking for, right? The guy that made $100 million is now looking for, like, like here's the game, okay? The guy goes, I'm going to start this business. I know a guy in San Diego right now I'm thinking of. I start this business, and I'm going to live on shoestrings and dimes, and I'm going to have an eight-figure payday or nine-figure payday, which this guy that I know particular, he had a, uh, I think it was a $12 million payday, the first one he sold. Oh, wow. So, yeah, exactly, right? Mm-hmm. Normal guys go, man, it's a big dollar, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, not for this guy. So he doubled down on the 12 or 11 or $12 million he got into another equity portion of another business. Same similitude of it, but mm-hmm. another business. He dove all the way in. Uh, uh, Elon Musk did the same thing, right? He built PayPal. Uh, was it PayPal? Yeah. Yeah, it was PayPal. And then he sold PayPal. I think it was 200 and I don't know. It's a, it's a lot of money. Right. And he took, takes all of his money and dumps it into another business. Right. They, they, they live on shoestrings and, and ramen noodles. Right. To get the other business. The guy I'm thinking of in particular, he, he does the 12 million and doubles down in it. And his next payday is 50 or 60. But then he already has another equity play on the backside of the 50 that he's going, I'm going to dump this into this business that I have a portion of. 
And when that payday comes out, it's going to be $350 million. Oh, wow. So the big boys play in equity. That's what they play in. So they play in equity, right? Everybody looks backwards and go, man, if I would have bought Amazon, right? Man, if I would have bought Google. Oh, man, if I would have just bought Facebook when it first came out. Everybody looks backwards, but the big boys look at what's coming. And when they have, like, you, you have, even at $10 million, if I wrote you a check for $10 million today, John, you go, well, what, do, what do you do with that? And what kind of returns do you want? So if I, had, if I have $10 million to invest in something, I go, well, I don't need a, a 30% margin return. I don't even need a, a double-digit return on $10 million, right? You give me 5% on $10 million, it's $500,000 a year. That's more money you need to live on. I hope. Yeah. Well, for, for the average Joe, for right? Sure. Yeah. So the big boys play in that equity space where they go, I'll take a smaller return as long as there's something on the backside I can look forward to. Yeah. So the farther you go in this thing, the more you look for an equity position. How, how do I buy an equity position in something, right? i got another friend of mine I'm thinking of in Charleston, and he has a really great business, really great business model. Uh, he sells turnkey products, but he's got equity portions in a bunch of little different stuff. We did a deal together, and I remember the deal and this apartment complex we bought, and his backside was hundreds of thousands of dollars. And he did none of the work, right? Bought into equity. Mm-hmm. With someone else's money, <laughs> he he brought somebody else's money into the table, bought into the equity that I was that I had on the table for sale, and then he got hundreds of thousands of dollars on the backside of that with none of his own money and none of his own brute strength. It was my brute strength that got the deal done, but it was his lifespan that that he had the ability to put these two things together. So he bought in equity, and all the billionaires parked their money in equity. Hmm. Small returns, yeah. but large backside benefits in equity portion. That's if you if you want to if you want to do if you have money to drop, I would say don't look for spectacular returns, ten percent, twelve percent, fifteen percent. If you're looking for that, you don't have enough money to spend. You you need to be more of an active investor. But when you get into that's the... A, that's big right there. It's that's a big. huge deal, that, That's John. a big distinction you just did. Yeah, it's a huge deal. Like, like I, I've told you this before. If you, if you, like an active investor, you're, you're actively involved somehow and or you're actually working your own 100%. money. If you're going that big, you need to be working your 100%. own money. 100%. Somebody comes to me and says, Darren, I want to I earn 12, 12 and 15% on my capital. You don't need to invest with me. <laughs> yeah, go do it yourself. Yeah, I'm not going to work that hard. Because mm-hmm. now you got me trying to take your dollar bill and make... $10 off your $1 bill so I can pay you $3 and then keep some of that as well. And it, it, that's just too much work. Yeah. So I, what I do is I go, I have investment portfolios for you, but if you're looking for double dime digit numbers, if you're looking for tens and twelves, man, I don't want your money. You're going to put too much pressure on me. Now I got to make 15, 18, 20 and 30% on every dime that goes out the door. And that's just too hard to do. It's just too hard to do consistently, right? Well, this hedge fund was has been paying out. I just watched this story last night, John. Um, God, I forgot the name of the company. Anyway, uh, this guy had consistently paid out 30% on his hedge fund. 
which means he's making probably 50% on the dime. Actually, he was doing 50-50, so he's making 60% on every dime he puts out the door. Okay? Long story made short, the dude goes to prison for insider trading, right? Because here's the real deal. If you're active in any game of investing, you will hit home runs. Yeah. I just bought a track of land that I'm going to 10x the dollar I put in it, right? You'll get that. But I, if I go chasing that every day, I'm going to go crazy. Yeah. You're, I have you're going to pass up so much along the way. that You miss every single, you miss every double, you miss every triple because you're looking for the grand slam. Mm -hmm. And you don't have consistency, right? And then you wear yourself out as the quote-unquote investor guru, which is what I am. You wear yourself out looking for this grand slam home run every day. And it just doesn't exist. This is a one-off deal. Mm -hmm. that I just happened to find, and it just happened to come to my plate. But the big boys don't play that way. If I drop $10 million and the guy says, hey, Darren, I can give you 5 6 maybe even 7% if you, if you drop 10 I'm Okay, great. Right? Show me that I, I'm not going to lose my principal. If you can mm -hmm. show me I'm not going to lose my principal and give me 5 and 6% returns, I'm, I'm dropping that all day long, yeah. uh, every day. Every day, five percent on ten million dollars is five hundred grand. You tell me you're gonna keep you're gonna keep my principal intact and give me five hundred thousand dollars. I'm taking that all day long, over especially over a long period of time, over a thirty year period. It's unprecedented. It's unprecedented. Now there are funds. I got a buddy who's got a hard money fund and they're paying out eight percent. It's great, but over a thirty year period, I just don't know how long that's gonna last. Yeah. Right. So you got to know what you're doing. And then and then the big boys, they're, they're looking for the equity. Right. Take give me five percent and then give me a piece on the back. I got a buddy who did an apartment complex syndication. Uh, he bought into it and it was a massive play. He put in. I think he said he put in. Uh, ah, my brain slips. I think he said 200. I'm not sure. But he made 600 grand. He made 400 grand. They gave him back 600 grand out of his two hundred thousand dollars. But that's a one-off deal. If you go chasing that every day, and if you think that's normal and you go chasing that, you're going to be highly disappointed. Here's what happened in that deal. They bought this, they bought this apartment complex syndication before COVID. So they bought it low. Yeah. And then COVID hit, which is an unprecedented thing that nobody knew was coming. Yep. Right? Yep. So the market mm -hmm. did something that nobody had in play that it was going to do. And this guy made four hundred thousand dollars on a two hundred grand in like a twenty thirty month period, which is unbelievable, right? But if you go chasing that, you're going to be highly, highly disappointed. If you look at the S and P over a thirty forty year track, if you look at real estate as a rental property over a thirty forty year track, you are going to get five to seven and a half percent return year over year. Now you may have 10 percent years or twelve percent years. But you also may have 1% and 2% years. Here's the story on the rental property. Let's just use 123 Main Street. You buy a $100,000 rental property, and the, the cap rate or the rate of return, cash on cash rate of return on the book is 12.5%. And you go, that's phenomenal. And I go, that is phenomenal. Buy it. Keep it for five years and either sell it or refinance it and take out some equity because you're going to have something between five and 10 years. You're going to have something you got to play replace. That's a major deal. Roof HVAC, something's going to go awry. Something is going to happen. That's the, that is the truth of it. And the big boys don't want to play that game, John, mm -hmm. you got a billion dollars. You don't want to play that game. You want to talk, you want to call Darren and go, 
I want to invest $100 million in your fund. I want a 6% return. And then maybe we get an equity portion on the back. Maybe, yeah. maybe you hit a large payday and I make $100 million on my $100 million. But if not, I just want to know you're not going to lose my principal. Yep. And then I'm going to have some kind of, because when you, when you get mature enough in investing, John, you start to realize that 10, 12, 15% returns, it's not sustainable. It's just not sustainable. Mm -hmm. So you look in a smart way, you go, ah, I don't want that. Show me the six, seven, and eights. Because I think you can maintain. If you show me eight, and then you show me the bad years, and the, and the bad years go from eight to five, yeah. I know yeah. you might have something there. You see yeah. what I did? Yeah. yeah. Instead of going, well, let me show you my 15s and 12% years. I don't even want to see those years because I know they're not sustainable years. Well, and then you get, you get people that, so you, you either have that expectation, so you miss five, you miss seven, you, I'm holding, I'm waiting, there, there's a 15 coming. Right, and they chase. You either miss because you're chasing, or you make the bad play, and right. you overstretch, and you take such a incredible risk, risk right. massive exposure, and then everything you've got and is And you gone. lose the principal. Yeah. You lose the and principal. You can't, then here, how, much, how much gain you got to have to get that Here back? we go. Here we go. I'm going to hit this hard right now because you done, you done spurred me on now. 7 o'clock and I feel good. I had an investor back in the day. And you know, we, 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 we do a lot of church folks, right? Mm -hmm. So great guy. Great guy. Saved. Really saved. Way, way more saved than me and you. Really saved. Good soul. Just a good soul, him and his wife. Worked in the oil business his whole life. Had mm -hmm. some money, uh, 401 saved up. I, I'm going to say three or 400 grand. I'm not sure what the number was. Let's call it 300. And that was his retirement. Well, he invested with us for years and was just steady, right? Our stuff is steady, steady. It's ugly, it's lazy, it's not sexy. It's just steady. Yeah. Right. You just get six percent. You get six and a half. Oh, last year you got seven. Oh, well, this year you got six and a half. Yeah. It's just it's just steady goes steady eddies, what we call yeah. it. So long story made short, this guy's Christian guy, church guy, he calls us up and he says, Hey man, I'm gonna need to extract all of my investment. Well, first off, we go, Well, what the heck? What what are you doing, man? What are you what are you doing? And, and this is an IRA money, so it's a retirement account money, so it's qualified funds. It's not like you can go buy a house with this or yeah. you, the tax man is going to just beat you to death on that money if you strip it out. So we go into this, this dialogue. I'm like, bro, what are, what are you doing right now? Well, I got this thing that we've been praying about. Red flag, John. Red flag. All right, I'm, I'm going to hit this hard. We might need to do another podcast on this. From my experience, God is the worst investor ever. He puts people in such harm's way. I, I've yeah. never seen it work. He, he tells us to do a lot of bad stuff. Man, he tells people to invest in some poppycock hogwash. There's only two answers here. Either God is the worst investor on this planet mm -hmm. or that wasn't God. I'm not saying which one, yeah. but I'm just telling you every time I've had this happen in my life where people call and go, I want my money. I feel like God is telling me this. They, they get hammered. Not sometimes, every, every time. time this guy took his 300 grand. I don't know what number it was. 
and said, I feel, we, feel, we feel like we've been praying and fasting and we feel like God wants us to put our money in this right here. And I forgot what it was. It's irrelevant to me what it was. Our job, our job is to protect the client. That's all I care about. Yeah. When I'm investing your money, I'm not your spiritual guider. I'm not your spiritual guru. I do spiritual guru stuff for people. But when you're an investor with me, no, man, this is practicality. This, this is just sticking sticks and bricks. I'm down to the meat and the bones of this. And I go, this is stupid. This, yeah. this doesn't make any sense for you. You're already retired. This is all you have to finish your life out. Dude's in his early 60s at the time. $300,000. There's nothing I can do, though, because he pulled the God card on me, John. Yeah. You, we feel like God said this. You can't get any higher than that. So. Man, I'm smart. But I'm not as smart as God. I'm smart, but not that smart. He pulled the God card. Okay. We processed him out. Took a little bit. We processed him out. Three, four years later. No, two years later. Facebook, bada, bada, bada. He hits me up. All that money's gone. That, that thing turned out to be fraud. We lost all our money, all of it. So that's why we say God, God, the worst man, he's horrible at investing. He just don't know what he's doing when it comes to investing money. He, he needs to get that up. If that's God, he needs, cause I've had this over and over and over, John, I've had this several times. I, we feel like this, is what we feel like God said. And then we come back. now it does me no joy for a man to come back to me and say, we lost the, all of that money. That hurts my soul. Mm -hmm. it, no delight in our souls that we are right about it. None whatsoever. We just go, man, that breaks my soul. But here, here we go now, especially in our world, right? Because we get into this charismatic world and we look for the shiny object. And this guy came and spoke in tongues and prophesied, and they've got gold in Africa. Dude, I can't tell you how many times. This, John, I can't tell you how many times I got this call. We got a guy in Africa that has a special deal, and it's always Africa. There's, there's gold in Africa, and there is. There is. They just don't let you get it out. They'll shoot you at the parking lot. Yeah. It doesn't come out yeah. like diamonds. Diamonds, mm -hmm. right. We got this guy, and every time it comes out, every single time it comes out to be naught, just nothing. I've got a church that I'm part of their oversight right now that spent $150,000 in getting gold out of Africa. Building fund. Building fund money. Spent it. Invested it. That's not an investment. That's a lottery ticket. Yeah. An investment goes like this. The lottery goes, it's a chance. Mm -hmm. There's a chance. And, and, and look, so if you're going to be an investor, here's, here, we were talking about billionaires and we got off track. But here's the deal, because need, they need to hear this. If you're going to be an investor and you're shooting for the moon, don't call Crest Fund. I can't help you with the moonshot, not in investing. I can help you with this. 
building line upon line, brick upon brick. That's what we want to help you with. But if you're going to get diamonds and gold out of Africa and become a billionaire tomorrow, don't call Crest Fund because that's not what we do. Yeah. We create investors. I got all of my girls Roth IRAs to invest in. All of them, right? Not, not, to, not to send it to some pie in the sky deal, but to build one line, right? Because all you need to do is one deal at a time. Yeah. You don't need 100 deals. Just do one deal at a time, right? So that being said, for all the, all the God-said people out there, all the God-said people, and I'm going to hit this because we're on it. We had one guy come up, and it was a, it was a, uh, a crypto deal. And it got into the church world that we know and love. Mm-hmm. It does. And, and here's, what, here's what they said. Now, now, check this out, John. On stage, the guy says, Bishop blankety blank fasted for three days and prayed over this and feels like this is God. I want to stand up and go, what the hell does that have to do with an investment? Because it ain't got nothing to do with it. Again, when God gets in these investments, it goes downhill. He messes that up. He does everything else good, but investing. He don't know how to invest money. He's just not good at it. Lord, forgive us. (laughs) But you're not good at investing money. But check this out. Bishop blankety blank prayed and fasted, and he felt like God was in this crypto. Less than six months after this it came out that it was a Ponzi scheme and the guy at the top flies to Brazil or somewhere with all the money. Now, if God, if God was in that, he's bad at investing. Now you and I are mature enough, right? We know. Yeah. Nah, dude, that won't God. That would, that, I don't know what you found. Whatever. But, but, Here's the principle, and Tudor Bismarck said this, prayer has zero to do with making money. Hmm. Practical value has to do with investing and making money. So I don't need you so much to pray. Pray about it. Pray about it. Before you send money to Crest Fund, pray. Pray about it. I want you to feel good about it. But prayer don't make money. Value, adding value makes money in the market. So when we take all that into practicality, right, and you go back to the rich people, billionaires, whatever you want to call these people, they only look for intrinsic value and they buy into the equity of intrinsic value and they're not shooting for the moon. You don't have to shoot for the moon if you got a billion dollars. You don't need 12% returns. You like it, but you ain't shooting for it. You know, man, you give me five on my on my billion, I'm good, I'm good, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. What is that? Is that fifty million? Is that fifty million? Yeah, it's fifty million dollars on a billion dollars. I'm Probably sure. Okay. I think you can live off that. I'm not sure, but so that's what that's what the rich of the rich do. They buy into equity, and broke people always look for the lottery t- the lottery ticket. We don't sell lottery tickets at Crest Fund. I'm selling practical, line upon line, brick upon mm-hmm. brick, here a little, there a little. If that ain't your deal, don't call us. You looking for 12, 15% returns? I'm not even going to talk to you. I'm out. 
Go flip houses. You can make that actively. Yeah. Me, we can't, and you can at the same time. Well, the problem is if that's not your deal. If you're over here, you're that's training right. this skill over here. That's right. You're going to be better. That's right. Work that and send right. the money to Crestville. That's right. Because the anesthesiologist never goes, I want to be a day trader. Yeah. He goes, I, I just want to be a better anesthesiologist. Because his best value add 100%. is in that space. Where 100%. do you add value the most? And if 100%. it's not in flipping houses 100%. or doing real estate construction, stay out. Get in right. through investing through a firm. Right. And then the anesthesiologist who makes 2 $3 million a year, John, he's doubling down on his investments with some kind of advisor somewhere. And he's going, uh, just tell me how to avoid tax or not avoid, minimize my tax and how to make this go as long as I can get it to go. But he's not in there going, let me be a day trader. I'm gonna, All right, I just did the anesthesia for this patient. I'm going to go over here and trade right quick. No. Yep. He hands the money off and goes, you do your deal. I'm going to go do my deal. Mm-hmm. That's the game of investing. And that's what the, when you talk about the richest people in the world, that's what they do. That's what they do. And most of them buy equity in some form or fashion. Yeah. That's where the game's played. That's it. Man, more conversations like this are on the way. If you're not a part of Life Leaders, you need to click the link below this video. Sign up today. Membership is $29 a month as of right now. Uh, So you definitely need to get in while it's at that price right now. We've got access to so many people that are experts in their field. Bring them to the table. Have conversations like this. You get access to all of those people. Phone calls away and everything that we produced. All the training to make you your highest and best and help extend your life past your lifetime and create a generational legacy. So click the link, sign up for Life Leaders. We'll see you next time.